Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. He is a living God and we may know him. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. 1 John 5, 20 God never asks us to believe without giving sufficient evidence upon which to base our faith. His existence, his character, the truthfulness of his word are all established by testimony that appeals to our reason. And this testimony is abundant, yet God has never removed the possibility of doubt. Our faith must rest upon evidence, not demonstration. Those who wish to doubt will have opportunity, while those who really desire to know the truth will find plenty of evidence on which to rest their faith. The Bible unfolds truth with a simplicity and a perfect adaptation to the needs and longings of the human heart that has astonished and charmed the most highly cultivated minds. While it enables the humble and uncultured to discern the way of salvation, and yet these simply stated truths lay hold upon subjects so elevated, so far reaching, so infinitely beyond the power of human comprehension, that we can accept them only because God has declared them. Thus, the plan of redemption is laid open to us so that every soul may see the steps he is to take in repentance toward God. and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ in order to be saved in God's appointed way. Yet beneath these truths so easily understood lie mysteries that are the hiding of his glory, mysteries that overpower the mind in its research, yet inspire the sincere seeker for truth with reverence and faith. The more he searches the Bible, the deeper is his conviction that it is the word of the living God and human reason bows before the majesty of divine revelation. Our verse today tells us that the Son of God has given us understanding. Why? So that we can know him that is true. The complete Jewish Bible says it like this. The Son of God has come and given us discernment so that we may know who is genuine. Moreover, we are united with the one who is genuine, united with his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, he is the God and eternal life. This verse is kind of heavy. Jesus gives us understanding so that we can know his Father, him that is true. He is the true God and eternal life, but it tells us we are in him by being in his Son. There's a verse in 1 Corinthians 1.30 that says, Of him, or God, are you in Christ Jesus who is made unto us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Check that out, that order of events. This verse tells us God made Jesus to be to us. Number one, wisdom. Next, righteousness. Third, sanctification. Fourth, redemption. Here we have steps in perfect order to lead us to the redemption of God. 
how we are saved in God's own appointed way. We read that the Bible unfolds truth with a simplicity and perfect adaptation to the needs and longings of the human heart. We see that happening in this verse. First, wisdom. Christ has been made unto us wisdom. You can read about Christ's origins from the beginning of his life in Proverbs 8. Well, beginning somewhere around verse 20, I think. But if we study Christ's life and his character, we see wisdom in action. Not simply a man like Confucius spewing platitudes, but a life that is actuated by love, righteousness, and mercy in perfect agreement. A perfect view of who his Father is and how the Father, through Christ, is reaching a hand to us. He put us in Christ because he put human nature and flesh in Christ. Next was righteousness. The first was wisdom. Next is righteousness. We receive the righteousness of Christ when after studying the wisdom of God, we receive Christ and he imputes or inputs his righteousness in us and it is there to draw on when we choose to by faith in Christ's ability to save. The practicing of righteousness produces sanctification or the act of making holy. The 1828 Noah Dictionary says that the act of consecrating or setting apart for a sacred purpose is developed in us over time as we practice obedience to and walking with Christ by giving him our heart's affections and trusting and obeying. Finally, this all leads to redemption. The 1828 Noah's Dictionary says it in, it's in uh, the purchase or of captured goods, procuring deliverance of personal persons from the power of captors, deliverance from bondage. Our redemption culminates when Jesus comes to deliver us and take us to a planet that we refer to as heaven, although the planet must have a name, we just don't know it. We read that the plan of salvation is laid open to us so that every soul may see the steps he is to take in repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you ever doubt your ability to take these steps? Start where you are, my friend. Come to Jesus right now and tell him, Dear Jesus, I don't have the right desires to be saved, but I'm willing to be made willing. I want to have a change in my life, Lord. Give me the repentance I need, and I will repent. Our feelings are not reliable. We must choose the path we wish to traverse. Faith is mine to exercise, and feelings are God's to give. So, I found a warning in Hebrews 9, verse 27. It is appointed for men to die, and after this, the judgment when death comes, it's too late for repentance. It's appointed once for us to die. And then there's a promise in 2 Thessalonians 1, 5, which is manifest evidence of the righteousness and the righteous judgment of God that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which you also suffer. And to give you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. I am. I'm just going to sing one little verse here from There were ninety and nine 
that safely lay in the shelter of the fold. But one was out on the hills away, far, far from the gates of gold, away on the mountains, wild and bare, away from the tender shepherd's care, away from the tender shepherd's care. Lord, thou hast here thy ninety and nine, are they not enough for thee? But the shepherd made answer, one of mine has wandered away from me, and although the road be rough and steep, I go to the desert to find my sheep. I go to the desert to find my sheep. But none of the ransomed ever knew how deep were the waters crossed, nor how dark was the night that the Lord passed through ere he found his sheep that was lost. Far out in the desert he heard its cry, fainting, helpless, ready to die. Fainting and helpless and ready to die. Lord, whence are these blood drops all the way that mark out the mountain's track? They were shed for one who had gone astray, ere the shepherd could bring him back. Lord, why are thy hands so rent and torn? They are pierced tonight by many a thorn. They are pierced tonight by many a thorn. But all through the mountains, thunder riven, and up from the rocky steep, there rose a cry to the gates of heaven, Rejoice! I have found my sheep, and the angels sang around the throne, Rejoice, rejoice, for the Lord brings back his own. Rejoice, for the Lord brings back his own. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, help us to cooperate, to help you to bring back your own, to give you our hands and our hearts to work in the work. And Lord, for those who are listening today, I pray that they will give you their hands and their hearts to enter into this great task before this plan of salvation has ended. Thank you, Jesus, for all you have done. In your name we pray. Amen. Please join me tomorrow morning, my friends. We will have a study together again and pray together for our day. God bless you.